Before sunrise, Burn Dairy and Deli is preparing to fuel your day with hot coffee, donuts, muffins, breakfast sandwiches, and other morning staples. For lunch, grab a giant deli sandwich made the way you like it. Pizza, wings, wraps, or a fresh salad. Plus, something to wash it down. Then pick up dinner or a sweet treat and other pantry essentials. Now you can get your Burn Dairy and Deli favorites delivered with DoorDash. All day, every day, you can count on Burn Dairy and Deli. It's all good. Hi, this is Jay Billis of ESPN, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. ML Sports Platter back with you all over the major platforms. Download, subscribe, leave feedback, and a five-star review. We are brought to you by Bet Online. Hey, sign up today and receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE to get started. Of course, the ML Sports Platter, part of the Believe Podcast Network. That's B-L-E-A-V. Basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC odds, you name it. They've got it. Bet online where the game starts. We're also sponsored in part by our great friends at the Vince Aguirre Consulting Group, Burton Ace Hardware, and the Al and Angus Pub. If you are in and around Central New York, get on over to Al and Angus right now. I mean, the burgers are so unbelievably great. Mouth-watering wraps, great dinner entrees, and more before and after all the big events in Central New York, Syracuse Hoops, Crunch Hockey, concerts, and other things going on downtown. Make sure you pop on over to the Allen Angus Pub. They have amazing beers on tap uh, as well, and gift cards are available for any occasion. The Allen Angus Pub is the official pub of the ML Sports Platter. Super excited to bring on Martin Biaran, who's doing an unbelievable job as an analyst for the MSG Network uh, covering the Buffalo Sabres, and he was a pretty darn good player in his own right. The former NHL goalie for the Sabres, Flyers, Islanders, and Rangers. One of my favorites uh, in sports media right now. I'm telling you, if you don't watch Marty on a nightly basis, you're really missing out. Uh, the, the the way he sees the game, the breakdowns, uh, the way he delivers his message, it, it's really second to none. Let's bring him in, Martin Biron. Marty, how are you? Hi, it's great to talk to you. I'm glad you're doing good and enjoying the weather. <laughs> yeah, it it is, in fact, a heat wave. In fact, we were joking about that before the interview. We were also talking about busy times. Life is crazy. You've got dogs. What kind of dogs do you have? I have a golden retriever who's six years old. Okay, so I have a 11-year-old little French, uh, toy poodle. She's a little toy French poodle. Um, I, I laugh because I say she's my girlfriend. Like She follows me everywhere. Um, and usually I'd bring him and bring her in the car with me and we would go run errands and go pick up the kids at school. Uh, but now she gets to stay home. Uh, the kids are with me uh, and they bring their dog from their mom's house when she come, they come over uh, because we used to have multitude of pets. And the one bulldog always follows the kids around. So now I got to put the poodle and the bulldog in their rooms. And they're good for their afternoon nap. <laughs> there you go. Um, all right, let's get into the Sabres team here. Um, you know, I, I like the direction they're going. I like the collection of players, and we'll get into that a little bit more later in the interview. But we're doing this uh, chat here, Marty, you know, coming off the heels here of this this Blue Jackets game, right? I mean, you're, you're up 3-1, to one and then you blow the lead. D- don't you eventually – I know this is the latest – 
installment of a Sabres rebuild for a franchise that hasn't made the playoffs in 10 years. But don't you at some point have to kind of close some of these games with victories? Well, you're right. And and there's many different ways to close out these games with victories. Uh, and we've unfortunately seen the Sabres lose too many of those games different ways. I thought the Sabres played a really good game yesterday against Columbus. They're, they're actually up to one after two periods. They score early in the third, which tells me that they weren't just going to sit back. They were going to go forward. Alex Tuck has a really, really nice goal on a nice play down low between Thompson, Skinner, and Tuck. I'm like, this is great. This is exactly what you want to see. And then about three, four minutes later, unfortunately, Dustin Tokarski gave up a bad goal, and that fueled... Uh, you know, Columbus a little bit. Not that Columbus had a ton of chances in the third. They got a power play late in the game and then the overtime goal, but but it's a mix of everything. Last night, I would say, as any, any goalies would say, well, the second goal is not a good one, and it gave life to Columbus, and they were one shot away from tying this thing up. If you don't give up that goal, maybe you give up the late power play goal, but you still win 3-2, and you're all set. Uh, sometimes this year it's been defensive mistakes. Sometimes it's been uh, being indisciplined. So undisciplined. So there's been different ways. But the one thing that, as we know, with the the number of goalies and the injuries to the goalies that they've had to deal with this year, um, it's really hard to close out games when you're not getting the extra saves that that some other teams are. And I do feel right now. And in last night's case, it was maybe that one save that you needed to get. You bring up Alex Tuck, who grew up about 20 minutes away from where I'm sitting right now. Yeah. Um, he loves being a Sabre. You know, he's embraced Western New York. He brings uh, a lot of that winning attitude from Vegas, of course. Um, and now he's back healthy. And, and I talked to his peewee coach, uh, his youth hockey coach, Scott Montagna, and he said he's on the precipice of being a breakout star in this in, in this league. Do you two part question for you? Do you do you feel that way that he's like right on the cusp of, of becoming a star in this league? And what do you think he brings to this group here moving forward as the Sabres try to turn this thing around? Well, I think he is a star. I don't think he's just on the breakout. I think he is a star. And if you, you know, watch NHL network or you go on NHL.com and watch and stream games. You know, there's a commercial that runs, and it's Alex stuck in the commercial all the time, right? And there's other players, but if the league is promoting a guy like Alex stuck, he's a star, and that's a guy worth promoting. So I think he is a star. Um, number two, um, I, I really like what he's brought to the Buffalo Sabres. Number one, well, well, number one, he's he's a good guy. He's a great guy, great family. His mom and dad were at the game again last night. Uh, you know, I was down in Vegas last week. His dad was down there when the Sabres played. Uh, they're great people. And you could see an Alex and his brother Luke, because I've, I've got to know both of them uh, here in Buffalo. Luke played for the Junior Sabres, uh, you know, before his college career. So, so I've got to know both of them. They're great individuals. It's a great family. So not only would, would Alex bring, you know, the star power on the ice, but he's in the community. He was at a practice for, um, you know, special need uh, Buffalo Sabres team on uh, Wednesday night. Uh, he had a ton of fans and family members and friends after the game last night that I saw. 
down by the locker room. Like he's just that good hearted person. So he brings that to the Sabres and the fan base. But the biggest thing that he brings, in my opinion, and I saw it when he first started practicing with the team after the trade is his practice habit, his leadership, his continued drive to be better and to execute at a high speed. And listen, the Sabres team with Cousins, with Thompson, with Peyton Krebs and J.J. Paterka and Jack Quinn, uh, you know, I need to have somebody that says, I've been there, I've learned from other players, and now I need to pass it on to you. Even though Alex is only 25 years old, he's he's got a lot of experience. So I think that's one of his biggest things. He's a star. He's a point-of-game guy so far this year. And I think he'll score 30, 35 goals in the NHL regularly. But he brings so much off the ice as well. Martin Biron, uh, our guest here on the ML Sports Platter, brought to you by Burn Dairy and the Vince Aguirre Consulting Group, the terrific analyst for MSG Networks and the former netminder in his own right. Um, Owen Power, have you gotten a chance to see a lot of him, uh, you know, game-wise, Marty, uh, at Michigan? I, I hear just that he is a, an absolute stud. I mean, size, speed, skill, uh, everything you want in the modern-day defenseman. Have you, have you gotten a chance to look at him? Yeah, I actually made a trip out to Detroit earlier this year. My son had a weekend of hockey where the Sabres were off. So we went to a tournament in Detroit, and it just so happened that Michigan was playing Notre Dame that weekend. So we went to a game. Uh, I got to watch Power on the ice, and uh, he covers a ton of ground. It's like, you know when you watch the figure skating in the Olympics and they say, they have to use the full ice, uh, you know, during their programs. Well, that's what Owen Power does. He uses the full ice. If he plays left D, he's not just left defenseman. He's going to be right defenseman. He's going to be on the forecheck. He's going to be all over the ice. Reminds me a lot of Victor Hedman in that way. Obviously, Hedman is a superstar in the NHL. So if Owen Power even comes close to maybe what uh, Victor Hedman has done, uh, he's going to be a, a stud defense for the Sabres for many years. Uh, but now we get to watch him in the Olympics, right? So first game in the Olympics against Germany, he played almost 20 minutes at plus two uh, rating in their 5-1 win. Uh, it's an adjustment because you're not playing against college players. Now you're playing against older, more mature players. But he did that in the World Championship last year, and he was probably the best defenseman for Team Canada. So... I, I do think that as soon as Michigan season's over, you're going to see Owen Power in in Buffalo. Uh, he's going to be, you know, playing maybe six, seven, eight, ten games with the Sabers to finish the season, which would be uh, pretty exciting for the Sabers and their fans. No doubt. You know, I like the kid Pekka Lukanen in goal. I mean, you're a former goalie. Uh, how do you see the goalie position playing out for the next couple of years? Who do you think wins that job? Well, it's the biggest question mark right now because I pointed out all the prospects that the Sabres have up front, right? And yeah. they have a ton of prospects, good, talented players uh, to come in and, and infuse the, you know, the roster with talent. On defense, they have Darlene, they'll have Owen Power, they have Matthias Samuelson, they have Henry Yokiaru. They've got a lot of pieces on defense as well. In that, you know... It's like you're looking ahead to, well, Devin Levi is going to be good. Yeah, yeah, but Devin Levi is in college this year. Right. Eric Portillo is going to be good. Well, Portillo is in college this year. Well, who's in between now and then? 
And a lot of people thought, well, Uko Pekalukanen is going to be the guy. He's, he's done good. He's done good this year, but I'm not convinced that he is the guy yet. Uh, he was hurt recently. He's in Rochester right now. He's going to play a few games in Rochester, maybe more of a conditioning stint. I expect he'll be back up in Buffalo in a couple of weeks, and the Sabres will really evaluate Uko Pekalukanen to see, okay, is he one of our guys next year? Or are we going to have to make a trade at the deadline for a goalie or look at a goalie in the offseason? Because I do believe that right now it's holding back the Sabres a little bit. And I'm not, look, Craig Anderson has done really well. Dustin Tokarski at times has done well. Uh, Oko Pekalukinen has done well at times. But well is not going to get you in the playoffs. You need outstanding goaltending. You need, you know, Vasilevsky, Shesterkin, uh, even Jack Campbell, Freddie Anderson. I'm not a big fan of John Gibson, but he's done incredibly well. You need, you need that type of goaltending. And right now, I don't think the Sabres have that, so they need to figure it out. Former goalie Martin Biron, our guest here, MSG Network uh, analyst, terrific job uh, on a nightly basis covering the Sabres at Marty Biron uh, 43 on Twitter. A couple more quick ones for you here, Marty. I wanted to go back to your playing career a little bit here um, and reminisce. What did you learn from Dominic Hasek? Uh Number one, uh, you can always make a save. There's, there's not one goal that's going to go in that you say, I couldn't stop that. No, you could stop everything. Mm. And you can stop everything in practice as well. Now, only special athletes like Dominic Hasek, and I played with Miller and Lundqvist, and those were two other special athletes. Now, they can stop everything in practice. For me, I needed to pace myself a little bit because I'd be burned out, right? I'd be exhausted and physically and mentally. Those guys can do it. Um, so that was the one thing I learned from Dom. And two... You can be your own individual. You don't have to be cookie cutter, the style of somebody else. Like You don't have to come in the league right now and say, I want to play like Connor Hellebuck, or I want to play like Andre Vasilevsky, or I want to be like Shesterkin. No, you can carve your own style. Because at the time where Dominic Hasek was playing and dominating the league, the league was going to this butterfly style that was... A little strange in the early 90s, right? Why are goalies on their knees? Why aren't they not staying on their feet? It's lazy to be on your knees. Well, Hasek did not conform to the butterfly, but used the butterfly, the half butterfly, the skate save, the two-pad stack, the stand-up. He used all of it to build his own identity. And that's what I keep trying to tell kids. We can work on technical elements and your positioning and all of that. But you have to find what works for you because everybody is unique, uh, and Hasek was definitely unique. What was it hard when you know he goes to the Red Wings, you know, and you you become the starter for a while until Ryan Miller emerges. Obviously, the Sabers trade you to Philadelphia, but but you and and all those guys in that locker room came so close to winning a cup in 99 against the Stars, and we know how it all unfolded with the skate in the crease and all that stuff, and yes, me being a diehard Sabres guy, it was definitely a skate in the crease, um, but but Marty, it's it had to have been, I know you were probably happy for him, but we talk about this all the time, this year it comes up again because the Bills got so close again, like the city of Buffalo deserves a championship so bad, you guys were so close, then you watch your best player 
go win one with Detroit. How hard was that? I mean, yes, the city of Buffalo, Western New York, uh, and I'm branching out all the way to Syracuse and Southern Ontario. I mean, if you're a Bills fan, a Sabres fan, um, you know, you want a championship. So uh, they deserve that. The fan base deserves that. Uh, absolutely. Now, with Dom, it was different because okay. when the team went to the finals and went to the conference finals the year before in 98, I was in Rochester. I was with my own group of players, and we were all young and prospects, and we all came up to Buffalo and earned our spot in Buffalo when the, the I, want, I don't want to call them the old guys, but the older guys all moved out. Michael Pekka moved out. Dominic Hasek moved out. Uh, you had Alexi Zetnik and Richard Smelik move on. You had Robbery move on. Uh, all those guys, two Barnes move on. Like, they all moved on. So it was basically saying, hey, we're going in the different direction here. And my group of, of guys, me, Jay McKee, and then it became J.P. Dumont and Danny Briere. And, 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 and then we got Derek Roy and Bovenville and Danik and all those guys. But it was, we were ready and we wanted that challenge. So was it weird when Dom won a cup in Detroit? No, I was so happy. I actually saw Dom the week after we played golf together after he won the cup in Detroit. He came down to Buffalo. We played golf. I was really excited. Uh, would it have been weird in, you know, a different situation where, we were really, really good, and all of a sudden he gets traded, probably, but we weren't good. After Dumb left, we needed two or three years at the minimum to get ourselves good again with all the young guys. So it didn't feel weird. It just felt like that was the, the next step for the organization. Give me your best story in the AHL with the Amherst Crunch rivalry. I mean, my God, it, it's a heated one. You know that. It's an hour and a half separation. Give me, give me a story, like whether it's a fans or a bus trip, something, something good that people might not know. So I used to love playing in Syracuse because the building, and they did some renovation over the years, uh, the old War Memorial, but I used to love playing in there because the building would shake. If somebody got hit, the whole glass would shake, the boards would shake, the building would shake. Uh, and I remember in 98, 99, we had a really, really tough rivalry with the uh, uh, Syracuse Crunch. And Jack McElordy was the coach in Syracuse. Uh, Brian McCutcheon was the coach in Rochester. I had Jack McElordy as an assistant coach in Philadelphia a few years later. And fortunately, he passed away a couple of years back. But Jack and Brian McCutcheon, used to want to fight every game. Those two, like, they go back a long time playing in the NHL, and they were tough, gritty players. And, I mean, yes, we had some tough battles on the ice, but it wasn't as heated as what McCutcheon and McElarty would get behind the bench. They would be on the, 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 the glass that would separate the two benches. They would try to swing at one another. They'd be yelling at one another. It was such entertainment for us players. Loved it. Loved every second of it. So I know that the Syracuse Crunch fans that uh, followed the team in the late 90s uh, would remember those battles between Rochester and and the Syracuse Crunch, but mostly I remember the battle between McCutcheon and McElarty behind the bench. It was great. <laughs> Final thing for you. Um, look, when you played the game, it, it was a, a, a great time, you know, to be to be a hockey fan, to be a player. I mean, between all the, the legendary players, you know, uh, Hasek and Wah and Brodeur and 
um, you know, Eiserman, Messier, Hall, Gretzky, Lemieux, I go on and on and on, you know, you yep. played against a lot of, of them and, and, and you played with many of them. Um, but, but I got to tell you, Marty, I don't know as if the game's ever been better than right now. I mean, I am addicted to this game. I'm addicted to NHL Network. I'm addicted to you guys on MSG. I watch all the Sabre games. I'm, I'm catching all the highlights the next morning, the late games. You know, I'm digging into box scores. I'm just, I'm like, I'm glued in. The size, the speed, the skill, the youth. Do, do you feel like the game has never been better than right now? The game is a hundred times better. And listen, it's no disrespect. Like, those players are legends, right? Like, yep. nobody's ever going to be uh, Wayne Gretzky. Nobody's ever going to be Mario Lemieux. And nobody's gonna, ever going to be Mike Bossy before that and Maurice Richard, Jean Beliveau, whatnot. They, they carved their own place in, in the history of the game. But overall, like the game is at a level where it's never been. And I see it at the youth hockey level where, I mean, I look at 14-year-old goaltenders that are better than I was when I was 22-year-olds that can do things technically that I was never able to do. Uh, it's just, it's amazing to see. And it's not just the boys, it's the girls too. You know, last night I get home after the Sabres game, I tune in to USA Czechia for the women's game at the Olympics, and I'm watching this battle go back and forth. Like, USA was dominating Czechia, uh, but it was 0-0, and then it was 1-1, and I'm looking at Hillary Knight and, and Kendall Cohn's, uh, Cohn's Schofield and, and so many of the players on Team USA, and then the game that they had against Canada a few days ago. Like, I'm like, the women's game is, is amazing as well. So it's not just the boys, it's the girls. The game of hockey is better than it's ever been. Yeah, no doubt. Former NHL goalie Martin Biron. Unbelievable to have you aboard here, Marty. Uh, go catch him on MSG Networks covering the Buffalo Sabres. Of course, played with Buffalo Flyers, Islanders, and the Rangers. And follow him on Twitter, at Marty Biron, the number 43. Marty, I always love having you on. Uh, you've been really great with me through the years. Can't thank you enough for the time. Enjoy your dogs. Keep up the amazing work, and we'll do it again soon, all right? I love that you say enjoy your dogs. Yes, I'm going to have to take them out in a little bit here, but thanks for having me again. And, uh, yeah, enjoy the, the rest of the Olympics and second half of the season. And now a message from our good pals over at Masterworks. What I'm about to say might shock you, but the greatest quarterback of all time is not just to go down the field. He's a goat when it comes to investing as well. Stocks, crypto, even art. You can invest like the GOAT as well with Masterworks. In fact, Masterworks is the investing platform that lets you buy shares representing an investment in art from icons like Monet, Picasso, and others. Art prices actually outpace the S&P 500 by 164% from 1992 to 2021. In fact, early investors already received over 30% IRR in 2020 and 2021 from the sale of just two paintings. That's it, two paintings. This is your opportunity to join 300,000 other members and invest like the GOAT. And you can get priority access with our game day promo. Go ahead and visit masterworks.art slash believe. That's masterworks.art slash believe, B-L-E-A-V. See important disclosures at masterworks.io slash disclaimer. A huge uh, thanks as well to uh, NordVPN, and you've probably heard this a few times on the show. You can get your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com slash believe, or use the code believe, that's believe, B-L-E-A-V, to get up to 70% off your NordVPN plan, plus one additional month for free. It's also risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back 
guaranteed. What an unbelievable chat with Martin Biron. He's one of my favorite uh, hockey analysts out there. Used to love watching him play as well. I, I saw so many games with Martin Biron um, playing for the Rochester Americans because obviously I went to used to go to a ton of crunch games. Um, and then with the Sabres, you know, I used to go up uh, a lot when I was a student at St. Bonaventure on the campus activity board trips, uh, intern with the Empire Sports Network. In fact, there was one uh, time where people thought I actually looked like Martin Biron, and they would just call me Marty uh, when I walked in as an intern. But those were good times, and I, you know, I've been in the locker room, uh, you know, with him and 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 others. Um, it was just a great time, and uh, now he's just killing it. I mean, he gets better and better every single game as an analyst for the MSG Network. Mike Winsley here. Hit me on Twitter, at Mike L Sports. Download, subscribe, leave feedback, and a five-star review all over the major podcast platforms where you get podcasts on your smartphone device. We are brought to you by Brian Conboy of Mass Mutual New York State. Tax-efficient retirement planning. Make sure you go with Brian today. Brian Conboy will set you up with your financial future. Advisors.massmutual.com. And, of course, on LinkedIn and Facebook as well. Tip of the cap, thank you uh, as well to Rosie's Corner, Ken's Auto Detailing, Camilla's Golf Club, and Burton Ace Hardware. Stop by Burton Ace Hardware, Ace, the helpful place. They've got everything inside and outside of your home that you need from garbage cans to uh, uh, toilet covers to shovels to uh, potting soil and salt. You name it. Every season, every item, it's all there. Burton Ace Hardware, Ace, the helpful place. Stop by if you're in and around Central New York on Route 11 in front of the Burton Bridge. Thanks again for listening. As I always tell you, enjoy the games. For listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube. You know, when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.